Thank you. 
sell your possessions and give alms. Take purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. You will forgive my firm grasp of the obvious if I say we live in an unsettled and unsettling world. Make no mistake, this is God's world, filled with beauty, imbued with hope, generously given into our care. But on earth it seems we know both blessing and wrong. Our sophisticated technology can reach beyond the stars, yet it cannot reach the recesses of the human heart. We still have not learned how to beat our swords into plowshares, and though Jesus taught us to do to others as we would have them do to us, in practice, we human beings often do something very different. And in the year 2016, we could be forgiven for thinking that the world has never seen the technological complexity, the political uncertainty, the moral tragedy of our time. Yet down through the ages, other voices have raised the same lament. These are the times that try men's souls. So wrote Thomas Paine in 1776, at a time of great uncertainty, anxiety, and risk for a new nation that seemed unable to guarantee its future. Two thousand years before Payne wrote those words in the newly united states, the prophet Isaiah spoke God's word to a divided people of Israel. God himself raises a lament it seems the people of Israel were trying God's patience, if not his soul. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Down through the ages, in times of complexity, calamity, anxiety, and oppression, what we and God are really 
heaven and earth. Two Sundays ago at our Gospel reading, we heard the passage in which Jesus taught his disciples to pray. It might give us pause to realize that Jesus taught them to pray about that very distance between earth and heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught us to bring to God in prayer not only our hunger for bread, but also our hunger for heaven. For the day when God's will is welcomed in all places and done by all people. The call out for peace in our prayer book tells us that on that day we will dwell in God's perfect kingdom, where no sword is drawn but the sword of righteousness, no strength known but the strength of love. I want to live in that perfect kingdom, and I know you do too. There are times when God's kingdom seems to come close, but many days, many days, we know all too well the distance between heaven and earth. Yet in God's mercy, it seems that the distance between earth and heaven is both a summons to action and an invitation to stillness. The summons to action is crystal clear. It's embedded in those words from Isaiah we heard this morning, and indeed it runs all through Scripture. Seek justice, Isaiah says. If we want earth to look like heaven, then we can't simply think about justice, can't merely preach about it. We must pursue justice, insist on it, do it. Learn to do good, Isaiah says. We all want to do good, but good intentions are not what Isaiah or Jesus had in mind. Thy will be done, Jesus taught us to pray, not thy will be contemplated. Rescue the oppressed, Isaiah says. Defend the orphan, plead for the widow. Earth will start to look like heaven when no one lives at the mercy of others and no one has the debt stacked against them and no one has to beg for bread. The distance between heaven and earth indeed summons us to action and we will never come to the end of this work. It is always more than we can accomplish lest it depend entirely on us. Yet the distance between earth and heaven also invites us to stillness in the presence of a truth we can easily overlook. We're well aware, of course, that we live in times that unsettle and disturb us. This is a restless and anxious world. Yet the longer we live, the more we become aware of a restlessness within us that has nothing to do with the times in which we live and everything to do with the distance between earth and heaven. The writer of the letter to the Hebrews captured this restlessness in words that have sustained countless people, including me. He writes of Abraham and Sarah, our ancestors in the faith. God called Abraham and Sarah to leave their home and go to a land God promised to give them. Abraham and Sarah started walking, but generations would pass before their descendants would live in that promised land. The writer reminds us of other ancestors who heard God's promises, started walking toward those promises, but never fully received them. And then he tells us 
having seen it and greeted it from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. That's us. That's the truth of who we are. Like Abraham and Sarah, like all our ancestors in the faith, we're seeking a home called heaven. We know the promise of heaven. We've seen it and greeted it from afar, from here on earth. We're not home yet. We have a ways to go. We're strangers and exiles on the earth, restless, as St. Augustine said, until our hearts finally rest in God. The distance between heaven and earth is the road we walk to God. In an anxious and chaotic world, it is good to be still before this truth, to center ourselves on our journey home to God. We indeed live in times that try our souls, and God's will must be done this day on earth. And yet today, we are one day closer to heaven.
Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. I ask your prayers for Michael, our presiding bishop, Alan and Gail, our bishops, Sarah and Becky, our priests, and Maureen, Judy, and Janet, our priests' associates. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. I ask your prayers for Barack, our, our president, and Charlie, our governor. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us your grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray especially today for Randy, Agnes, Janet. Anne, Kathy, Janet, Alice, Marshall, John, Joan, Frank, John and Heather, Richard, Julie, Lyra, Shelley, Theo and Kevin, Ava, Phil, Susan, Barbara, Nora, Orient, Arlene, Will, Tom and his family, Ellie and Susie, Kristen, Lucas, Susan, Peter, Kirsty, Eric, Gail, Wynn, Harry, Aliana, Wynn and Jane, Edie, and Jane Hill. Those without jobs, those serving the military, all who work for peace, and all those suffering as they flee war torn countries. I love this. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray especially for the repose of the souls of Dorothy Martin's beloved aunt of the McGregor family, and Dale and Penny Walford, friends of Brian Wilson, our brothers. Give to the departed eternal rest. We pray for your saints who have entered into joy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others.
Almighty and loving God, bless this food that it may be an offering to the hungry in our cities and towns. And bless our hearts that they may never be at peace at our own table until all of your children are dead. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, 
everyone is welcome.
Thank you. 